Hey guys, uh, I know things were different tonight, so I am just going to text out the message for this week. This is week three of the What Lies Beneath series, which has been about conflict. And uh, so far we have talked about conflict with authority, conflict with friends, conflict with family, which is mostly parents, but also brothers, sisters, etc. Uh, and so this week, just since it's kind of an off week, and next week we'll wrap up with conflict with God, this week I want to talk about conflict with self. So the first thing I'm going to do uh, is I'm going to read a parable, and this is the parable of uh, the prodigal son. And I've probably used this before. It's one of my favorite. It's my favorite parable. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And so I'm going to read this now. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your uh, estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, his younger son uh, packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the, that time, his money ran out. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a head farmer, a local farmer, to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger." I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. Uh, we are celebrating because of his safe return. We are celebrating because of his uh, safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and hugged him, uh, but he replied, All these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time you never gave me even one young goat for my feast for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We have we had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, and now he is found. So I read that all the way through because I want to talk about it differently than I normally would uh, to go along with this series, and I want to talk about conflict with self. And so the parable on its own, the meaning uh, which you may have heard, may have not heard, uh, is basically the father represents God. The older son is kind of us or people that are already Christians, uh, people that already have uh, found Jesus, people who kind of are already living the life or at least are used to it or trying to, all that stuff. And so like, you know, already saved, already there. Uh, and then the younger son, the one that goes off and, and wastes all the money, he is 
just a normal person who gets lost but then finally realizes he was wrong and comes back. So it's a story of repentance and it's a story of showing that no matter what you do, God will forgive you and he will always love you and he will always welcome you back. And it's also a story to show that sometimes we get really uh, judgy and angry when people get saved because we think, hey, we've been working this whole time. Why do they get the the to come in late. And unfortunately that happens, but hopefully we don't. Anyway, that's all true. And that's all what the parable means. That's all something that, that, that is, I'd love to talk about it another time. And I probably will. Uh, but tonight what I want to use that for is conflict with self. And I bring that parable up because each of the three characters in the story, um, kind of exist in all of us in a way. And so conflict with self can be in a lot of different ways. Sometimes, like for me, uh, I get really anxious and depressed, and so I never really like myself. And so I'm always uh, feeling less than, and I'm always feeling like I failed, and I'm always feeling like I'm wrong, and I'm always feeling uh, like bad about myself. And so uh, very often, no matter what someone else says, I will think, well, yeah, but that's not true. And so like, I have this negative voice in my head at all times, and I have to try to con- constantly remind myself that's not how God feels, or you're doing your best, or whatever. And it's like all this stuff that we work on and we've, it's, it's stuff that, that takes time and it takes effort and it takes just trying constantly and, and, and continuing to try. Uh, and so that's a way that can happen. It's a way that, that can happen a lot. You get discouraged. You, uh, think that you should do more. You think that you should do less. You think that, uh, you're not where you want to be all of those things, but also we always have, so temptation is something that everyone faces. And sometimes, uh, we feel like just because we're tempted that that's a sin and that that's wrong. Everyone has been tempted. Uh, and so that's not a sin. It's giving in. And so the younger brother kind of is our our uh, inside voice that is like, hey, let's go have fun. Let's do short-term happiness. Let's do stuff uh, that's not going to add up to anything or stuff that might hurt us in the long term, but it's fun right now. Like that type of voice. The older brother is the one that's like, hey, uh, I just want to do the same old, same old. I never want to change. I never want to do anything else. I want to just be this and separate myself from everybody and, and just be known. Uh, for, for what I've always been and not worry about trying anymore and all that stuff. And then the voice of the father in us would be the one that is kind of the, the in between those saying, Hey, you know what? It's okay to have fun, but you still have to focus on God and you have to do the right thing. And it's so important to do the right thing, but there is forgiveness. Like you're not perfect. Have grace, all of those things. And we have those voices in our heads. Some people, uh, struggle with one more than the other. Some people, uh, struggle to hear one more than the other. Some people have, uh, just really are, are really, really good at, at listening to the main voice. Some people are really, really stuck in one or the other. But regardless, we all kind of deal with those things. That's a conflict that we all kind of have uh, with ourselves at different times. And, and so I bring this parable up because that can be something that is a struggle. And it's very easy to, uh, like, let's say that you're uh, listening more to the tempting voice. You're listening more to the younger voice and you're talking about parties or dating somebody you shouldn't or hanging out with people, you know, you shouldn't, or you get involved with something, you know, you shouldn't. And, and on the one hand, you know, well, I shouldn't be listening, but you do because you're just so focused on that short-term fun or because you're so peer pressured or because you're, you're so angry and you just want to let off steam or whatever it is. And so even though that's wrong, Uh, And even though you should have obviously listened to a better voice, sometimes you can get so caught up in that, like, well, I listened, I can never come back. Or, well, I listened and you just beat yourself up and it's like, well, I can never uh, come back from this. I can never be forgiven. I can never, I'm not worth it over and over and over again. And so that's where the father's voice really has to come in. And that's the one we should listen to all the time. But it's the one where we have to realize, okay, I messed up. Like I literally messed up. I, I, I screwed up. I made the wrong choice. Everything went wrong and I, I made a mistake and then I compounded it by lying and I compounded that.
that by doing the wrong thing and all this stuff happened. You have to remember that the younger son did a lot of bad stuff and the father forgave him. And so in your head, you have to be forgiving of yourself. That's very hard. The other thing that's very hard is sometimes we get so caught up in the, my way is right, I'm right, everything I think is right, this is what I know, this is my opinion, blah, blah, blah. And we get so caught up in that, that we start listening to that and we start being less forgiving of other people and we start being less graceful of other people. And so that conflict with ourself is, well, they should be more like me. And maybe not in those words, but it's like, well, they shouldn't have messed up. Like they shouldn't have done this. And we're less forgiving. We're less under understanding. And so when we start to listen to that voice, then we go down the opposite path where it's like, it's not necessarily uh, doing things we shouldn't, but it's being so angry and so hateful and so upset at other people that we're not even listening to them. We're not even caring about them. And both of those paths are wrong. It's so vital to understand though, that either way you go, it is always possible to come back. And the conflict again, cannot just be with the choice to go one or the other, but whether or not you should really try to change. Uh, one of the things we worry about is we worry about changing other people. You can never change anyone else. Change is a free will thing. It's something you can do for yourself. It's something that, that can happen, but you can change. You can do better. You can learn from your mistakes. You can learn from other people's mistakes. And so the conflict with yourself can be, okay, the last time, man, I really got really judgy and I really just uh, smelled myself and, and all this stuff. And like, I just really stopped caring and I wasn't listening. And you're like, Hey, I don't want to be like that. I want to change. I want to be more like the middle voice. I want to be more like the God voice. And, and so you forgive yourself. You're like, okay, I messed up. And you apologize. Cause it's always awesome to apologize. And the other way is, man, I really screwed up. I did the wrong thing, but you have to stop and be like, okay, I don't have to keep doing the right thing. I can be forgiven. And so you forgive yourself and you move forward. And so all of that is important with conflict with self, uh, as far as like, whether it's depression or anxiety or, or temptation or judgy or whatever it is you have that conflict in, it is always possible to get through it. It's always possible to learn from it. It's always possible to heal from it. And this series has been about conflict with external forces, about people, about things, about other people that we face, authority, parents, uh, brothers, sisters, friends, all of that stuff. And that's the most common form of conflict because with ourselves, it's just kind of thoughts. And sometimes we just kind of beat ourselves up or sometimes we think we're better than we are or, or other people and all of that stuff. But regardless, it is always possible to grow and it is always possible to learn. And just like with the other conflicts where it was looking for peace and trying to be the peaceful one and trying to not make mistakes, with yourself it's a little bit different because you can't necessarily be the quote-unquote better one out of the two. You can just be yourself and so you have to recognize where your faults are, recognize where, where your mind goes wrong, recognize where you're messing up, recognize where you're maybe judgy, recognize where you struggle and be like, okay, how can I fix that? That's the first thing. The first thing is prayer, but it's like from there it's like, okay, how can I change this? How can I get better? How can I learn? And you look around at your life. You look at the people that are closest to you. You look at the people that love you. You look at the people that are good examples and you say, okay, how can I learn from them? And if you have somebody you can talk to, that's amazing. And you should do that because they will listen and you explain like, Hey, this is the conflict I have within myself. And I'm really struggling with this decision. I really feel tempted and I don't know how to get, get away from it. Or I really just can't, uh, let go of this anger at someone or this judgment at someone. How do I get away from that? Or, or I really just don't know how to, to, choose what I want to do in my life. I really don't know how to do this. How can I learn? And so you can talk to people and that's awesome. But if you're just kind of dealing with yourself before you talk to them, you just have to stop and figure out, okay, how can I learn? What can I do? How can I change? What is the goal? And you figure out what the goal is. And it's like, okay, I want to do better. I want to not give into temptation. I want to not listen to peer pressure. I want to not hate myself. And so over and over and over again, you have to remind yourself, you have to catch yourself. You have to train yourself 
to notice when you're really falling into that trap. And you have to say, okay, right now is what I'm doing. And you have to train yourself to stop and say, okay, I've got to stop right now. And the best thing to do is to pray real quick and say, God, give me strength. Help me to get through this right now. Help me to do better. And then stop and try to do the opposite or try to learn. Uh, sometimes when I counsel people who struggle with anxiety or depression, uh, especially depression, um, and they go, always jump to the worst case scenario, and that can be a conflict. Uh, they always jump to the worst case scenario. I say, hey, you may not be able to stop that, but you can stop yourself after that of focusing on it and say, okay, what's the best case scenario? And then what are a couple of, of other scenarios in the middle? Like what are some things that you can do to think about to go along with that worst case to show you how uh, each of those outcomes is somewhat realistic like it's not just the worst case that's possible and so that's something you train yourself and I would love to be able to say hey there's this quick trip and if you pray right now then you're never going to have those thoughts you're never going to have that conflict you may like it is absolutely possible that God will relieve you of that but it's also very possible that you'll struggle with it for a while but it takes that effort of yourself and it helps so much more if you have someone to talk to and if you constantly pray but regardless you take the time and you take the effort to say, okay, I have to change this. I have to think better about myself. I have to do this. I have to, to do better. I have to learn. I have to grow. And you give yourself grace. You give yourself forgiveness and you try to learn from your mistakes. You try to learn from your mistakes every day. You try to be better the next day than you were before. And sometimes with progress, you go a couple steps forward and then you go a couple steps back and it feels like you're not going anywhere. But any step forward is positive, even if you go backwards after that, because you're still learning from that and you learn from that and you grow and you have to give yourself grace like I said again and you keep going forward and you keep learning and you keep trying because that conflict with yourself whereas with the other people you can kind of cut them out or you can uh, maybe get some distance with yourself you're always there and your voice is always in your head and so you have to really learn those tricks you have to really learn that that uh, the those habits of stopping yourself when it gets really bad or stopping yourself when you feel really tempted or stopping yourself when you feel really angry or, or hateful or judgy or whatever it is and stopping and talking to yourself and thinking to yourself, okay, how can I stop this? Do I have to think of a best case scenario? Do I have to think through somebody else's eyes? Do I have to think from a different perspective? All of those things. And again, it takes time and it takes effort. And if you pray, you'll have help. And if you talk to people, you'll have help, but it still takes effort. And it's something that is absolutely possible. And I know that you can do it and I know that you are worth it. So don't give up. No matter what happens, don't give up. Keep going because any step forward is progress. Even if there's backwards after that, keep going forward. Keep trying. Keep learning. Keep growing because as long as you are alive, there is hope. And that's all I've got.